I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. So after a little hiatus, the PNLP is back with the A-star team tonight in Pete, Chris and James. Isn't that right? Put two fingers up to Gaz and Trev telling them they're the A-team. Don't you believe it, guys? If you say so, whatever, I'll go along with anything Yeah, you, you should be because you're yeah. here right now, so you're part of the A-star team. It's going to be like two I'm little a- factions, isn't it, soon? I'm ever-present this season. Ever-present. It'd be like when they had that NWO and WCW wrestling all those years ago. You had NWO black and white and NWO red. It'd be like that soon. It'd be like two different <laughs> factions. PNLP black and white, PNLP red or something like that. But anyway, I digress. Um, episode 47, which should have been our live episode. Um, and Pete, as we can say, obviously Chris wasn't there for uh, geographical reasons. But it was a bloody good night, wasn't it, Pete? It was very good and absolutely devastating that we couldn't we couldn't put it out, to yeah. be honest. I'm mean, absolutely bitter about that because it we, was really, really good. We put and a statement the, the out. Bloke, the bloke had done the scripts and everything. It was brilliant. It was. Oh, yeah, Pete. Yeah, Pete wrote the script. There you go. That's how big his ego. Yeah, yeah, again. No, it was very he good. Worked, but, yeah, but you, you, it that. did. But you came out of nowhere, didn't you? I was like, Pete, are you actually going to reply to anything? And then he comes out of the blue with this massive like Word document with all the scripts. I was like, fair play. He's been working in the background. But, you know, I, I have to, you know, I have to apologise on behalf of anyone that's looking forward to listening to it because it was a really good night, one of the best nights. We were obviously, some of us are a little bit nervous going into it, never done anything like it before. We've learned our lesson. You know, these things are new. We've not done anything like it before. And, you know, unfortunately, when I got the clips to edit, it, it I think you would have got five minutes in and been like, I can't listen to this. And we don't really want to bring you a half-assed attempt at something. So we know for next time, we'll have to do it again. We will do it again. Horsham, we're really happy. Thanks to Horsham FC for having us that night. Thanks to uh, Mark White from Dorking Wanderers and the rest of the managers that were down. It was just a brilliant night and it's just a shame we can't bring it to you. And I know Chris was looking forward to listening to it as well. It was. Yeah, I mean, it was just such a shame. But these things happen in life and we know how to come back. What is it? Back stronger, as the Peter Crouch podcast says, I think. So we'll have to do that. But anyway, um, more pressing matters. I mean, for the past couple of years, uh, since me and Pete were introduced to Chris and Ronnie from the Mariners podcast, and we formed together with Trev and previously Johnny and Ian, and now most recently Gaz to form the Premier Non-League podcast, there's one question we used to ask to Chris, because Worthing managed to do it last season. There's one question, Chris. That question Mm. was... Are South Shields going to be promoted this season? Now, we haven't been on air together for a little while. And for those that have been living under the rock, um, something quite important happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, can you just answer that question for me? Are you going to be promoted this season? No. Oh, damn it. Right, moving on. Anyway, <laughs> um, hashtag United have been promoted. Ah, to... oh, <laughs> there we go. Anyway, I think 
a little championes, championes, <laughs> championes. I mean, Pete, me and you felt it exactly this time last season, pretty much to the day, wasn't it, when Shields got promoted? But like from all of us, the Premier League podcast, Rebel Yell for me and Pete and Spencer, we're just so buzzing for you because it's it's about bloody time it happened. You know, we came together through the obvious bits of COVID and all that crap that went on and it feels like a distant dream now, but for Shields to actually finally push over the line where, you know, you had some players last season that really weren't cutting the mustard for the club and they should have been wearing the shirt. And, you know, I know you said there's still a couple of them hanging around, but, you know, you finally got over that line. They've gone, they've gone. There you go, you've got it now. You finally got that (laughs) goal, but what did it feel come quarter, was it quarter two, quarter to five on a, it was 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 back um, holiday Monday? Yeah, it was Easter Monday, 4.53 p.m., and uh, kind of one of those moments where you wanted to shout on the rooftops, but you didn't know what to say. I was live on commentary with Ronnie, and we had, you know, it was a bump. We had over a thousand fans in the ground down at Whitby, and we had more than a thousand listeners around the world, which was quite bizarre. Sorry, Pete, um, Pete you need to ask him some tips because I still swear we only get about <laughs> 150. <laughs> but um, it was. It was really nerve-wracking because the uh, results elsewhere at first were going for us and then, because at one point we were 1-0 up and Warrington were drawing and we, and then they got we didn't know they got a late winner. We just had to hang on for the win. And uh, it was just bizarre because it just uh, Ronnie and I just really didn't know what to say. Uh, but there's been a, looking back, I now know what we did say because the, the club have put a, a brilliant video out over the weekend of um, basically the story of the last 12 months, you know, losing in the playoff final. So there's like footage of well, that, that on game, YouTube. Of, it's on YouTube and it's, it's about a four that. minute. It, and we watched it on Saturday night at the, uh, at the presentation. It was pretty, it was pretty poignant actually. And you, you, you hear the excitement in my voice in Ronnie's. Um, it was just a fantastic moment. I mean, really, if you remember, we first came across you guys through Rebel Yell, when you had Jeff Thompson on um, immediately after the kind of the, the COVID decision to null and void, you guys yeah. had Jeff on on for one of your podcasts, yeah. and um, we all special. tuned in. That's how we first came across you, across you guys. It's been it, you know it's three years now, and that it's to think that was three years ago. It's like three years of our lives that have been you know not wasted, of course, but just. Well, wow. just you know, we've 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 waited so long and to finally done it. It was lovely to go into a game on Saturday without any anything on it. And you, mm. on Saturday, the players, the shackles were lifted, the pressure was lifted. They played brilliantly, and um, Warrington, who were our nearest rivals, um, were on a twenty-two game unbeaten run, and we broke it. You know, we beat them two-one. It should have been more. Their goal was a gift from our goalkeeper who decided to pass to them instead of our own players. So um, <laughs> it was a the whole. It's been a week long because <laughs> this time last Monday, yeah, it's Monday night, yeah, and it's quarter past eight. And uh, this time last Monday, we were in the bar back at Shields with the players, having a celebration there, and then we were celebrating on Saturday. And I know the players celebrated again yesterday, and. It's just been a, a, a kind of, it's been fantastic, fantastic. And what was that like? Because obviously, Pete, me me and Pete were on commentary at Bowers and Pitts, who 
ironically have been relegated this past weekend mm. into the Isthmian South and uh um we were there and like we we went one nil up for Ollie Pierce sort of was it second half Pete or was it first half because I can't remember quite was it um I think it might have been first half, wasn't it? I think it's yeah, first half. First half. We went, went in, but it was a very... We weren't playing our greatest. And then right at the end, Jasper Pattenden, who has now gone on to bigger and better things in playing for Wickham. And, you know, he's a great kid. And as Pete would tell you and anyone would tell you, everyone at Worthing loves that kid. And we just want to see him Ooh. do better. But the fact that he curled in this absolute worldie, like, and to equal to, like, literally with three or four minutes ago. And we just... I, it always lives with me. And I've been on my time hop the past few days. It's been coming up with photos of this Ooh. time last year. And I just remember the complete sort of ecstasy of when that goal went in by Jasper and you knew there's no way they're coming back now. And this is clinching the title, which has been... Yeah taken away from us for two years in a row, you know, from no fault of our own. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. just an absolute BS situation, which we've been, there's no point in going into it again because it's in the past. But, you know, to to actually get, when that whistle went, you know, I said, mm. you, you know, it was like, did, was it a sense of relief? Was it like a... Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we we went back to the bar after, like, you guys, it was an away game, and we were in there to the early, well, say, early hours. It probably was the early hours. I mean, it was a bank holiday Monday, so it's a little bit different because it was a school night, really. But, um, I mean, what was that like, celebrating with all the fans and players in the bar? Awesome. Awesome. The players, some of them were serving behind the bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, not, I'm not charging you, let me guess. No, uh, one, Adi Shakunbi was trying to ply my 16-year-old son with tequila. That was fun. Fair play. Um, <laughs> Good lad. He thought he was 19 and his mother quickly told him straight. Um, uh, it was some, some people obviously would have been a Easter like school holiday. Some people didn't have to go to work the next day. So were rather inebriated. I wasn't. I had to keep, I, I, I was working on Tuesday morning. So I kept it, kept it down. It was sensible five pints. And um, what Pete does before for football game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ronnie did before the game on Monday because when he came on the commentary, he was pissed. So, um, it was, it was, uh, it was just, I was going to say it was lovely. Um, I can't say anything else. It just, it, it's done. And now South Shields are a National League North club and it's got a lovely field of it. I'll be, I'll be really pleased when the pitching in logos come off the ground and we get Vanarama instead. That would be. That'll be you'll, the icing on the cake. You'll find you'll find that. I think we said it, Pete, didn't we? We were interviewing our chairman before one of the last preseason games of the season before the season started, and we saw all the Vanarama logos in the boardroom, like just ready to be put out. And that's when, like, oh my god, you see, actually, yeah. I know it's just it's just a brand, but you know, you made it kind of thing in the brand because we know it. pitching in's a bloody disguise for a gambling company. We all know that, mm. but you know, to actually see Vanarama, which is so notorious now, obviously. Previous years when I was younger, it was a nationwide league, and then it went to I can't remember what it was. Was it Bet something like some oh, Bet, Bet Blue or Bet Square? That was it. Bet Square, I think it was. Square. Previously, and GM, you know now you've got GM it. In... Voxel. Do you think? Voxel. Yeah, yeah, the Voxel. Oh, yeah, yeah, even that Voxel conference. Um, do you think there's going to be any sort of major changes pre-season, or do you think you're going to yeah. keep a lot of the squad? Do you think there's some squad that yeah. won't be up? To... Obviously, I'm not asking you to name names, but no, no, you know... there'll be. I guess there'll be a few who will go. Not many. Perhaps one or two youngsters who maybe they don't feel is already. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. But the, the whole package of um, recruitment last summer was done with, with a two-year plan, really. The players that were brought in were from more or less the Football League. So they are more than capable of doing it at the next level because they've done yeah. it in, for, for the basically the rest of their careers. Yeah. Um, Kevin's already said that there's probably two, maybe three to come in. 
Um, I'd like to see a proper centre forward, a striker. We 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 we've got forwards, but they're not what our class is out and out strikers. I think that's one thing we do lack, mm. and that would be one that I'd be interested in. I've got my eye on Mark Beck, who was previously at Darlington and before that Harrogate. He's now with Solihull Moors. Mm-hmm. He's a local lad. His family live just down the road, so. Um, I'd like to see, but that's been selfish, I guess. But not a lot, not a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think you will see, like you know, that there'll be changes. That I, I don't know what it is at the moment with Shields. I know Worthing, we had to spend a lot of money to get up to the right grade, and I know there has been improvements mm. on the ground. Do you know automatically straight away if there's any ground ground improvements that are needed, or is it actually national not league already? It's national. It's national league level facility with the new stand. We've got over a thousand seats. Um, we've got um, covered standing on two ends of the ground and at one side. Um, no, the ground is more than capable of national league level, so there's nothing, no problem there. Um, the infrastructure is definitely at the right place. Behind the scenes is getting better all the time, and I've I'm witness to that. Uh, the improvements that have been made have been outstanding. Um, so. No, club's ready to go. It needed to go. The, the club is ready for kind of. What do you think? What do you like. think would have happened if the the sort of dreaded happened and you didn't get promotion for the sort of second season uh, in a row? What do you I think, think would have happened? I dread the thing. I I, I honestly thought uh, that if we didn't, then it would be the end of the road. Really, what, for the club, or do you mean just no, like the players, the, club, the levels? But, yeah, because. You can't ask your chairman to continue going to his pocket and go to the well. Um, you need, um, so I don't think the budget would have been anywhere near what it was this year. Next year, had we not gone up, basically mm. we've got our 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 structure is is National League North anyway. The yeah. whole the full time club. So you've got a wage bill. You've got behind the scenes staff. You've got. A, all sorts going on. So pre promotion was an absolute must. It was the minimum and it, it's a good minimum. It feels good. Well, after our game on Saturday, Pete, me and you were in the local social club and we were watching the Shields Facebook Live lifting the trophy, weren't we? It was quite nice to actually just <laughs> be part of that. It was quite cool. And um I did say to Pete, and you know, apologies for stepping over to Mark Chris at all, and you know, always been soon. But do you think KP, Kevin Phillips, is he going to be your manager next season or because of the job he's done? Do you think, because of his name and his brand, obviously he's not just some jolly yeah. guy from non-league mm. football. He's a well-known mm. footballer. He's done amazingly well this season. You know, mm. could, could do you, do you, obviously you'd like to think his future is at Shields yeah. for the foreseeable, but do yeah. you think he could be tempted by someone else or do you think he's got a goal in mind to try and push up to the national? Don't know. Can't answer that say. question. Um, He's got, he won't pound for pound yeah. in boxing parlance. He won't get a better gig, pound for pound. You know at the level that we're at, budget that we've got, standard of squad that he's got for the level, pound for pound. He won't get a better gig. But of course, we are at um, step six, um, and he wants to be football league minimum. So. If he was made an offer from somewhere, 
Mm-hmm. You, I'm sure he would certainly deliberate over it. Yeah. Uh, Rumours, there's been one or two rumblings that um, that he's going to the Football League. Uh, I don't know. He, the oh, way he... you, sorry, Chris, wouldn't you say it's because yeah. um, obviously it's his first it's his first job in management. Yeah. Um, so, like, like you say, he's got a good gig where he is. So, yeah. you know, sacrificing yeah. a, a few years to stick with Shields through the through the project that you've got, mm. then you've got this promotion, and yeah. then try and push on and maybe get Shields in the football league, and well, he can get his, he can earn his stripes that way. Absolutely. If you look at someone like Graham Potter, who had a good gig at Brighton, you know, who who yeah. just you know fit the club, he fit it. He had a great gig there. Um, players played for him. Fans loved him. He had it set up and then decides that, no, I need to go on. And it's gone pear-shaped. Some, sometimes a manager is a, a fit in a club. Like David Moyes was a fit at Everton. He didn't fit at Man United. He didn't fit at Sunderland. It's the way it goes. And I think, Kevin, I like to see him stay um, because the, the structure of the place now on and off the pitch is, is good and it would be nice to keep a bit of con- continuity. Would I be sad if he left? Yes. Would I be shocked? No. Mm. But, ah, it's a tough one. It was just because of the brand name. Obviously, we know yeah. KP's like, you know, he's been Charlton's little thorn in his side forever being a Charlton fan, bloody pain in the ass. But, you know, <laughs> he's um he's obviously, he's, he's done well. He's stuck with Shields. You know, he's done a really good job. And it's like, I've said it with Adam Hinchwood and, you know, Pete, and, you know, we know Adam Hinchwood's Mr. Worthing. He's got a good deal where he's, he's full-time there. He's like literally like in charge of the academies and everything like that. But I've always said in the back of my head, you know, if a club comes in and he, he said to me before that he, he wants to be a football manager, you know, that's mm. his ambition. And you know he he said to me it's what he's doing, James. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, but you know, obviously, as a football manager, you want to progress, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a club could come in for Adam that's maybe national leagues too. That he's mind tempted, and he's even said like, I would be silly not to look at them, but it doesn't of mean course. I'm going to take them. But you know, you think yeah. of what what you know, you look at what Adam Hinchman's done. You know, we'll go into Worthing in a bit. We're literally probably hopefully touch wood in and around the playoffs, that's where we're in. In his first season in the National League with one of the lowest budgets, uh, National League South, mm-hmm. sorry, with the lowest budgets, that's a pretty massive achievement. Think of with a little bit of money, but then we've seen it before where you've been given money and have done absolutely mm. nothing with it. It's how you use it. And this year, there's the big difference. You know, South Shields have used it. Joe Monks, for me, is the is the key. He's um, football operations manager, head of recruitment. And... Um, his eye for a player, his knowledge of um, the pool of players around the country, not just in the north of England, but around the country, um, is, is outstanding. And he's been a, a key, for me, the catalyst in all of this mm. in many ways. So, like I say, that's why I'm, t- I'm saying the infrastructure in the club is, is, is at the right place because of people like yeah. him. The strength and conditioning guys are getting better all the time. The medical is getting better. Yes, there's still a long way to go, but... Um, it's it's on the right pathway, so it would be nice for the whole group as it is to go together. Um, but to answer the, the the question before, I'm not sure if Kevin will be there next season. I'd like him to be. Um, yeah. I think it's fifty fifty. He might say it different. He, you know, but no, he hasn't. There's been nothing said publicly about anything because, of course, the season isn't over. We've still got a game no, to play on Saturday. Is that your final game of season Saturday? Isn't it? Yeah. Away to Stafford. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to that one? I'm not, no. Um, 
uh, if there was something riding on it, I'd have gone. But cricket season has started well. Oh, here he goes again. That bloody stupid game with that wooden stick and <laughs> red ball. Yeah, uh, we last. get on the train south, mate. You come watch us yeah. at Taunton if you want. Have a nice on the southwest coast. Well, my um, my two lads were meant to play on Saturday, but the games were actually postponed 72 hours before because of the weather. Uh, the grounds are nowhere near, so they were able to be there on Saturday for the trophy presentation, etc., etc., which they would have missed otherwise. So they were cock a Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, I mean, what it is, I think, before we wrap this on and move on, um, obviously, we've said it plenty of times here. Pete and I, you know, if we were talking this time last year when we were doing our champions, you know, we had Hinch on the line, we had our captain Aaron Racine, and we were saying, like, what would we expect the next season? We just thought we'd be happy just staying up. The fact that we're mm. pushing for the playoffs is unbelievable. And like we're beyond anyone's wildest dreams. I don't care what anyone says. No one at Worthing could honestly have said we'd be up in the playoffs next season. We would have thought we had the we had the players and the manager and everything and the support to do it. But to be there, realistically, obviously, I know you're going to say you want to be up and around there. But what do you think with the current squad and if KP stays and everything like that, where can you see this time next year Shields being? Because obviously we know the National North is a lot more competitive than the National South as well. And especially a couple of teams coming down into that. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason why we can't look for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I've, I've always had this feeling that we, we'll, we'll flourish at that level because there's perhaps a little bit more football played mm. than, than is played in the Northern Premier League, which is a very physical league with the emphasis on physicality um, perhaps a little bit more football played on some perhaps better surfaces mm-hmm. um, we've played on some mud baths and other things this season um, so there's nothing you know we've you know, we beat Scunthorpe in the FA Cup and outclassed them we've whenever we've come up against teams other than Forest Green in the Cup um whenever we've come up against teams from a higher level, we've always more than held our own. So I've got no qualms about, remember what I said, you know, the recruitment last year, 80% of the players that were signed last summer are football league players. So, um, yeah, I think we'll be fine. And the exciting thing is, is um, Pete and Chris, you know, the possibility, like obviously we've, uh, you know, we've all become friends through this podcast, but we've still never met in person. Chance yeah. there's a good opportunity that, you know, if everything goes right in one way or another, maybe this season or next season, we could actually meet by a competitive fixture. Absolutely. And that would be fantastic. Be, yeah, but you, you, you're you missing one thing there, though, James. What's that, mate? Is if we, if we got promoted this season, we could well be going to Gateshead next season. 
which is we'll go and wave at Chris. Chris, can, Chris can come along as a re, um, a rebel yell commentator, an honorary commentator. I, I think it'd be that. Yeah, could, uh, it, but you wouldn't be able to spot Gateshead, mate. I'm sure you wouldn't, but you know. No, like... Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a little bit of background. South Shields supporters to a man and woman, hundred percent would be would be supporting Worthing because Gateshead, <laughs> the the name Gateshead Football Club is almost a swear word to a lot of South Shields fans because twice, twice, South Shields FC became Gateshead twice. Oh, really? Oh. And it's a long history. We haven't got time for it now, but that'll be um, for another podcast, another time. History, well, yeah. we need we, we need a series. So, um, <laughs> so yes, if Worthing were to play Gateshead, you would have three thousand supporters automatically. <laughs> well, I'd like to think because of the relationship we kind of built up from doing this podcast, we'd have a few anyway. But we'd take three thousand. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> fine, you know. We'd take three thousand. Um, but no, Chris, honestly, from and I know Gaz and and Trev would say exactly the same. Pete and me. Congratulations! Enjoy the moment. You know it's amazing yeah. to go up to the national league. Uh, North is just—I mean, I'm not a fay with that league for obvious reasons, but to be in, you know, the second step of non-league football for the first time in the club's history is a massive achievement. We've all Huge. been behind you for so long, and we're just buzzing for you, and we can't wait to see. And you know, hopefully, we'll be looking down on you from the league above next season. But <laughs> if we're not, we'll be at the same level, and it'll just be yeah. interesting to see. And you never know—an FA Trophy game could come in our ways. You know, it, it could be. But you know, we'll. So, um, we'll really look forward to seeing how Shields do because, you know, I'm sure as you can say for Worthing, you've always been looking after us and you, you're buzzing to see how well we're so. doing. One of, the, one of the first results I look for on a Saturday, just for context as well, next season we will be playing Scunthorpe United. I was when, Jeff say, Thompson, when Jeff Thompson took over at South Shields, there was nine leagues between the two teams. Mate, but do you know the thing that I can't believe it? It's crazy because we could be playing Yeovil next season as well in the National yeah. South if we stay there. And one thing that really gets me is obviously, as you know, I'm a Charlton fan. We've had like Sunderland and Charlton chats before and everything like that. Yeah. When we won League One in 2011, 2012 season, I was at Yeovil. We were playing Scunthorpe. And to think that my second club, Worthing, which is a non-league team, could be playing Yeovil at Huish Park next season. <laughs> you, you know, you'll be playing Scunthorpe. It's been confirmed to next season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just shows once again, as we've said so many times this podcast, you cannot take football for granted because you, you take your eyes off the ball, you're down. And, you, you know, you're down in those leagues, you're down in the depths and it's struggle to get out. I mean, I think it's the time to move on. You look at Wrexham, for example, they are so close to gaining that promotion. Yet they've slipped up twice since that amazing victory over Knox County. You know, yeah. the, it was in their hand. And now they're, I think they're, if County win their game, they're one point behind. So it's going to go neck and neck. Are Wrexham going to slip up yet again? Because that game, that when Ben Foster saved that penalty um, cool. against Knox County in the last one, pretty much the last kick of the game, that is a football game that any neutral would love to watch. And you think for the both on 100 points, which is a National League record, and still one of them aren't champions. To have the game in hand, they could have counted it, and yet they drew in with Trev's Barnet on Saturday. They've still they've still got a game in hand. Have they still got a game in hand? No, I don't yeah, think yeah. they have. Yeah, one point clear, we have a game in hand. But they could have made it even more. You know, you look at that. Yeah, you know, they could you have. But potentially a team that scores more than 100 points over a league season might not get promoted. It's just ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that that would just... Um, and hopefully, if Rexham and Notts County go up, then... <laughs> which they should do... Um, yeah. Then hopefully, you know, because it, it's the vote of the clubs in League Two, I think, who only have the, you know, say only two can be promoted from the Vanarama National. So hopefully mm -hmm. they might cast votes to say, right, it should be three up, three down. 
which uh, I think it should, it should be. It should be. It should be. It should be. I mean, the thing is, is we we got we got look at it, and I, I've I don't know if it's a TV show. I don't know what it is, but I've kind of softened a little bit to Wrexham. I just think you know we, when they all came in, we thought Hollywood FC. They're just trying to make a name for themselves. But you're watching the documentary, and you know, seeing some of the fans, I, I quite I've softened them. Do you not, Pete? No. I was never hard about him. You was, you, well, it was, you, I guess you, it was me and Trevor, really. It was where Trevor and I, yeah, but, you yeah, know, I think it was just the sort, hobby horses. The hot, hot Hollywood FC and stuff. But I I quite like, I, I've warmed to it. Yeah. How do you feel about Hashtag United being promoted? Well, <laughs> I mean, even the fact they've they've ghosted me on their second message, so can we have anyone on to talk tonight? I did try and get them on tonight. Yeah, congratulations, Hashtag United. There's a non-league podcast. We've got to say congratulations. Ian's not on the podcast anymore. We know he was a fan of Hashtag United, but are the morals there? Does that mean there needs to be in Premier Club now? They're all from the social media, YouTube stars, all that, like that. I mean, Chris, do you know much about them? Or he's just sort of like, you no, know, they're not just... At all. I mean, you can no, imagine a name Hashtag United is a, lo- a local village in the south of England called Hashtag. Have you not heard of it? No. <laughs> I am joking. My son, <laughs> I mean, Hashtag my United. Sons, yeah, my sons used to w- watch the, some of the podcasts, some of the footage of the games and things. And I just took no notice. It just sounded a bit poppy. It, but the, it was like, wasn't it? I think it was on this podcast maybe a couple of years ago when they announced their stadium plans from non-league to Premier League in 10 years or something, I think it was, oh, come on, guys, get a grip. Like, but, mm. you know, they've they've they've, won, they've done well in the Isthmian South, you know, fair play to them. But yeah. you can't, you can't, when a team gets promotion, but it, uh, the morals there, like, you know, is it too much, like, can we accept a club that's been bought out of nothing or born out of nothing, you know, like almost like Americana, you know, like you get these right. clubs that set up in a major league soccer okay. without any history. Okay, James, I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay, cool. Right. Some bloke with a, a pocket full of money comes into Worthing Football, says to Mr. George Dow, can I buy the club off you? Buys the club. And then he pumps a big load of money into Worthing FC. Um, other clubs might look at it and go, oh, because you've got a big investor, blah, blah, blah. Would you be against that investment? No, but we've got, no, I wouldn't, but we've got the history, mate. We've got the history. Do so, you know Wrexham. Wrexham got no, I'm not talking about Wrexham. I'm talking about hashtag, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like hashtag. Yeah. But they've started from from nothing, haven't they? Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess you could say it's a kind know. of the same story as Dorking Wanderers, but it's it's the whole social unit. No, we've had conversation about this before, Pete. You know, it's a whole influencer culture of social media nowadays that I absolutely hate. That's come into the football world. The sort of flashiness about it, you know, the hashtag United. I mean, we're never getting them on the podcast now, are we? But you know, no, you're not. <laughs> Fair enough. But um. I mean, do you, what do you think about it, Pete? What 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 what's your view of it? I haven't got a problem with it. Like I say, there there a group of lads decided to set up a football club, and it's it's going well for them. Um, mm. so yeah, fair fair play to them. If anyone wants yeah, to give it a go, and set up. Yeah, fair play to them. They've worked hard, clearly. So that means their success. To be fair, it sounds like Crawley's going to be the next hashtag United with what they want all their social media influencers playing for them and doing trials <laughs> on YouTube and these what what was it called? Um, like Prime Drink people that played football it's just crazy but I guess maybe it's the world we're coming into you know maybe this is the sort of future of football you know these I mean we all love a behind the scenes documentary I mean for god's sake we had a bunch of amateurs on Mark White which is a fascinating documentary people like seeing these behind the scenes things so you know if they if they're making it work through that they're fair play to them but yeah mm-hmm. uh, just I'm not I'm not you know I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but you know, I'm I'm not massive. It's a shame Trev and Gaz aren't on here now because I know they followed the story and it'd be interesting to hear their thoughts. Maybe we can talk about them on the future episode about it. Yeah. But um, they're in the Isthmian Premier next season. 
Uh, we yeah, would have been playing them if we hadn't stayed. So fair play to them. Good luck to them. Good luck to them. And also congratulations to um, Chatham Town, who've been promoted as well. You know, they've done really well in their league. Um, AFC Totten winning their Southern Division One Champions League. So up uh, Champions League, Southern Champions. And um, I think we've got to give it to Ebsley in our league, the National League South. You know, to be fair to them, they've, you know, they've got a lot of money behind them. We all know that. Um, but, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those teams almost, you think, Pete, them out of the league, if we don't go up this year, obviously depending on who goes down, because you could have Yeovil and them lot playing, you know, down here. Do you think it makes room for like a team like us to like possibly, you know, like last year we were saying when the ESME and Premier, a lot of the clubs wanted worthy out there, so they got a bit more competitive. Do you think it gives more of an opportunity for clubs like us to get promotion? Well, they, they weren't lying in the ESME and South, were they? It's been wide open for, for the last few months in that league. Yeah. So, and obviously we've us being promoted. Um, they were glad to see the back of us. ESME and Prem. Um, but in the ESME and Prem, yeah. Um, but obviously it's, it's sort it's sort of, would make next season a bit easier because Ebsley on 100 points. <laughs> well, because we goals. won't have 12 goals conceded against us. <laughs> 13. 13. 13. All right, Pete, make it even sound even worse. Yeah, 13 to on aggregate, they beat us. But we did, we, we went toe-to-toe with them twice. I think, you know, it's probably a bit of a bit of a yeah. mistake to keep playing the way we generally yeah. do against everyone else, against them. 100%. Um, but... But you know, we we play the way we play. Adams, you know, brave. He's a brave manager. He, he wants the players to play football the way he feels football should be played. And you know, I agree with that. The ball should be on the deck, not not in the Evans. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think next season's league could be wide open because we've seen the teams that come down to the you know National League South um, struggle, don't they? Dover, Dover relegated, struggling. Um, who else is struggling? Oh, I mean, Pete. I mean, so I mean, you look at it and you know, you just think like, you just think of like, I can't, I can't believe that teams like Dover come down. I know they had that like zero point season pretty much last year, but I really would have thought they would have been pushing for it. And you know, I think when we went away, I know you didn't go because about principle and stuff for not letting commentary teams in there. But you know, you look at it and you think, well, actually, to be fair. You know, Concord Rangers are another team that have like you know struggled. You know they're down at the bottom, looking like they're going to be relegated. Um, Weymouth, who got relegated, they're that, right that was it. banging the relegation zone. You know, yeah. I mean, at the moment we're looking right now after this weekend's result. Um, Dulwich Hamlet are on twenty twentieth uh, position. Um, twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. There's a six point gap. I mean, it's looking more and more likely that Chesham, Weymouth, Hungerford, and Concord are going down, and. <laughs> It, that's there's some biggish names. I mean, Chesney yeah, come up sort of same with us, but you know, you're looking at teams like Wayne of Concord and stuff like that. They've yeah. been well known around the non-league system and especially the higher tiers. They're really struggling. Mm. Yeah. And if you look, if you look at so, sorry, lads, if you look at it from another perspective, there's there are clubs who are you mentioned hashtag United there. They are looking to cut, and it's clear. You know, you take your eye off the ball, like you just said five minutes ago. You take your eye off the ball, you could get your backside kick. If you look mm. at what's happening in the north with Worksop and Macclesfield, you know, next season, the 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 way it's going, if you drop down, there is no guarantee you're going to do anything in the league below, no matter who you are, which is why I don't I think Worth, Worthing, for instance, if you if you didn't go up by the playoffs, if you don't make the playoffs or whatever, you'll be you will be competitive next year. Because these so. clubs, these clubs that are coming down, they're coming down for a reason. 
And I don't think the gulf in class is as big as it used to be. And these no. clubs have got problems off the pitch as well as on. And um, it's a bit of a leveller. If yeah. I even look at like Dulwich Hamlet, they're just literally just above the drop zone. And mm. you think, you know, they don't, they they know, they famously, there's a TV show behind them, they don't want to get promoted because you go into the National League and oddly you can't drink beer in, next to the pitch, which is a massive earner for them because we all know they've got a very casual football crowd. We, you know, we call them all hipsters that like going and having a beer. They've got local breweries mm. there. They get 3,000 people in the gates. Would they get that amount if they went up to the National League? Probably not because the whole, yeah. the whole big thing there for them is their mates all having a beer. You know, that's yeah. one thing I think Worthing would struggle. Yeah, we've spoken many times about, you know, beer prices. You know, I, I think they're unfair. You know, people at the club know that it's not a lie. I've been outspoken, been on sports committee about that. But I think generally we would struggle because people like going to non-league to have a beer, chat with their mates. And the fact that you'd have only certain limited areas, you'd be able to serve the beer, all the blinds would have to be drawn, you have to be behind the fan zone. I mean, we've said it before. I think it's time for a change in football tactics. Anyway, I don't. I think the, we've got stupid hooliganism still and idiots. But I don't think it's the times before where you can't have a drink in the stand. I don't see why we couldn't. You know, there's no reason why you can't have a drink in the stand. But that's just whether that's ever going to come back. I don't know. Rugby can do it. Cricket can do it. You know. Mm. Okay, maybe there's not those sort of fans there. But you know, you can do it around the world. Go to Italy where there's big like ultra sections. You can still have a beer in the ground there, but yet you can't in the UK still. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, th- I think um, I, I I enjoy a beer during the game, uh, at home games, and I I don't know how I would feel if Shields got to the national league and you, and I couldn't have a beer. Um, mm. I'd feel slightly empty. I think. Literally. <laughs> well, yeah, my belly would be. Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 one of those things that you know. Luckily, you got another year of doing it, but it's weird. But teams like Dorking when they're in the national south didn't allow drinks. We're not sure if that's a Surrey FA rule because obviously they co-share the ground with the Surrey FA or it's Dorking's yeah. own rules. But, you know, these are the things you, you're going to face in the um the National League divisions. Um, well, hey, we had that this season. We, I can't remember where it was. We went to a couple of places where in, in the stand and I'm like, you know, get, I've gone and got a pint uh, to take to my commentary position and then the stewards pulled me up and said, oh, no, you can't take that out there. And it's like, what? So, so you neck it and have a what? bit of a pass in second half then, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you have to neck it. That, I think not, that was the I'm most interesting comment I've ever listened to, to be fair, when you were half cut. <laughs> I've never been half, half cut. cut. Um, but Pete, I think just touching on women before we move on, um, Braintree on Saturday. What, what? I mean, maybe not a game for the classic, the classics, but what a game in terms of, it felt like a cup final to me. I, th- I thought it was a great game. I don't know what people see sometimes. Um, but no, but wasn't it? Didn't it feel like a cup final? Like the nerve going one behind, then equalising, and then like scoring the sort of goal with twenty minutes to go to be able to hold on to that league against Braintree, who are above us, and now we're one point behind with two games in hand. We've thrown the playoff race wide open again, haven't we? Oh, ab- ab- absolutely, absolutely. But I-, I thought it was a good game. I thought it was a good tactical battle. I thought Worthing were on top and good good value for the win. Um, Braintree were relying on the on the correct counter attack more than anything. So it shows how much respect they had for us, that they've altered their tactics to, you know, sit back and and try and sort of put a midfield block on us. Um so we had to try and play around them. But we we got through them in the end after going a goal down on a counter attack from a corner. Oh, that's um, frustrating then, as hell, wasn't it? Yeah. And then obviously Harrison Mayle um uh, you know Paxley lost the ball in midfield at in, in injury time, deep into injury time at the end of the game. And then one through ball and Pavey was through on goal and 
his shot was saved brilliantly by Harrison Mann and pushed it around the post. Otherwise, it would have been 2-2 and we'd have had a, a slightly different feeling on Saturday well, I think we would have gone away feeling like a loss, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, but now it's all attention to Farnborough tomorrow night. Um, I've listened to the Farnborough manager's interview today and he's encouraging everyone to get that down to the ground. He's saying because this is their, this is their cup final this season because they're six points off us now. Yeah. Um, they played. They played the same amount of games. So tomorrow is huge for Farnborough if they want to stay. In, if they want to stay in the playoff race, I think it's huge for us as well because I just think the momentum. Just you know, we've been pints where we've been quite inconsistent throughout the season where we've gone on really good victories and then we've gone and been lost for two or three games in a row. But this is a time where yeah, we need to but... get the momentum, and I think that game on Saturday should really have kicked some life into the players. Well, we've won three in a row now, James. So I think I think we're we're on the right track. Um, yeah. And obviously, Eastbourne are one point behind us, but they've played two games more. And then you got Havant. Where the there. hell have they come from? They were literally like out of nowhere. They've come and they're like around the playoffs. Like about three, four weeks ago, they were like, "Oh, they're written off. Their well, season's cause, gone." Because Havant, Farnborough, and Tombridge Angels have tried tried their hardest to throw points away towards yeah. the end of the season, which they've done. And like I say, having a four points behind us and they've played one game more than us. So it's looking really good for us. Like you say, you know, yeah. even if even if we don't get anything for Farnborough tomorrow, it's still it's still in it's still in our hands. We've got two games in hand over like Braintree above us. So, you know, um, yeah, I think we need it's... to move on to the question because obviously Chris's question's been answered, and it was answered a couple of weeks ago, but I think it should be now. Pete, will Worthing FC make the National League South playoffs this season? We'll make the playoffs. Will Worthing FC 100%. get promotion this? Will Worthing FC get to the semi-finals of the playoffs this season? Will they to win the, the eliminators? Yeah, will they win the eliminators? First eliminator, as the table stands, that would be Chelmsford. So no, <laughs> I thought Chelmsford so were brilliant when we played them. Uh, yeah, but cut, it's like a cup final. The table, yeah, but the table could change. So obviously, you know, if we can get. Uh, whoever comes, if if we can get home advantage in the in the first game, then I'd say we could get to the semi final. Well, we win our two games in hand, we go up to seventy five points, which is actually fourth above Chelmsford. They've got a game in hand, but we'll go up to we'll go up yeah, to fifth mainly. So we'll get the home advantage, which would end up playing Braintree at the moment, or no, we'd end up playing St Albans. Yeah, it's so difficult to try and predict who will yeah. be playing. Do you think we've got a chance of winning the playoffs? Um, look what Dawkins did last season. That's what I keep I'm gonna, looking at. I'm going to say 50-50. Well, to put Pete at 50-50? Not about, yeah, 100%. If, if we could get... <laughs> um, yeah, I can't... I, I, like I say, Oxford City are a strong team. Chelmsford are a strong team. Dartford are another strong team. They're all... Uh, but we beat Dartford twice yeah. this season, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. Um, so, probably nothing to fear there, but... Yeah, it's it, it would be a tough ask. It would be I a think, tough ask. I think any of those games, the result could go either way that could be played at the moment because non-league football, those all 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 two to seven places right now are very strong teams. Yeah, well, apart from Meb's fleet, Chelmsford City are the are the best team I've seen really? this season. Yeah, you say so. Yeah, because yeah. well, I think but they've got um. That Krasnicki kid, he haven't they in their midfield, and he just he just so in control of that he just can dominates the midfield and he's, he he can spring a pass, mm. and they've got that um 
that left back as well. I can't remember his name now. Um, but he can he can put the ball on the sixpence and every corner mm. he put in against us, he was putting it right under the crossbar and causing all sorts of issues. And he's also got a very good long throw as well. So mm. <laughs> they're, they're a bit of a nightmare team, to be honest. So I don't well, want to play Chelmsford. I don't want to play Well, Chelmsford. Harrison Mayo was named the uh, non-league papers uh, in the team of the day. So, you know, I think with that last save, I think I'm not not surprised he deserved that. Um, yeah, and I put it on Rebel Yao, but he was Rebel Yao's man of the match. There you go. And two weeks, two weeks, two weeks uh, today, we'll know a little bit more of the non-league picture because, as we said, I think mm. Worthing have got something ridiculous like... I think what have we got? I think we've got um, five games in 13 days. And this is one of the subjects we were going to talk about. I know Chris was interested in saying that because it came out to us this week that Sandhurst Town, (laughs) due to weather, had to play 11 games in 10 days, which was practically, well, it is practically impossible. Like as a a semi-professional club, amateur club, you cannot expect that. But this is where we were saying, and Chris, you've always said it quite a long because, well, I know since I've known you, you've always said, you know, like the, the fixtures have been stacked quite high in the Northern Premier League, which you've always mm. said is a good thing because obviously, as we know, notoriously, the weather up north during the winter is a lot worse than it is down south. I mean, I don't know if it's so much anymore with global warming on that because we've pretty, pretty mm. battered down south as well. But it's now starting to fade with Worthing. Worthing, uh, Chessant Gamers, which is due to be on Easter Monday, we were meant to be playing them. Now we're playing them on next Tuesday. So a couple of days after this gets published. And then on the Wednesday, we've got the Sussex Senior Cup semi-final against Hastings United, who are going to be all for it because Hastings United have been playing very well. They got promoted last year, but they're doing very well right up at the top of the table in the Isthmian Prem. For all we know, we could see them next season in, like, you know, in the National South. Um, yeah. Like, what are your views on it? Because I think... Do they need to take a stance to the national, uh, sorry, the Northern Premier League and start mm. grouping games a little bit more together when the weather's better at the beginning of summer? Yes, you have said like fitness isn't always the best and, you know, your results aren't always fair, but you're now chilled at the end of the season where all the teams down south and all these leagues are having problems because mm. of the recent bad weather and like Worthing are going to see it most. And, you know, if we miss out on the playoffs for this reason, it's not right. There's no reason why you can't bank them up early after players have had or should have had a summer break. Should have had a good pre-season. Their body should be at their best. Uh, the weather is normally good. And if you play... You, most footballers would rather play a match than train three days. So, um, Saturday, Tuesday or Saturday, Wednesday uh, in August, September and early October shouldn't be a problem. In the Northern Premier League, even though they've done that this year and the season before, We've now got a position a situation where Mask have got um three games in five days. So they play they play tomorrow, Tuesday. They play Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And they are they need to they're they are just above the drop zone. They're playing one of those games against the team directly below them. So it, it, it's a big ask, but their pitch, sometimes you reap what you sow if your pitch isn't good enough. Can't take the the weather that we get in the winter. You know, maybe look at doing some improvements. Um, no matter what level you're at, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If your pitch is unfit to play on, it's unfit to play on. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm a firm advocate of putting those games forward. Also, uh, uh, maybe start a week earlier. I don't know. Um, and p- p- this see historically, you know, the non-league football 
was um, finished the third Saturday in April, non-league football. And then it meant that a lot of lads who played part-time football could then go and play cricket mm-hmm. from, from the last Saturday in April. Mm-hmm. Historically, our cricket season always started the last Saturday in April and finished the first Saturday in September. So the, the cricketers only missed maybe one or two football matches at the start of a season. So, but it's changed now. It's it's totally changed. So the, I think the football should be, you know, to, to stop this because we're getting extremes of weather. We don't get constant bad weather, but we do get the extremes. So you do get these deluges. We yeah. had a deluge on Easter Monday at Whitby. The, at one o'clock we arrived, the pitch looked perfect. At quarter past one, it was now 50-50 whether the game was going to go ahead because the pitch was such a deluge. And there's a there's a collapsed drain at Whitby, so the drainage in one area of the pitch doesn't work. So, um, yeah, get the games played is what I'm saying. Just get them played. I'm sure players wouldn't mind playing Saturday, Tuesday for the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah, but do you do you do the thing that the the leagues forget when they come up with these schedules and the scheduling is, you know, they want them to play X amount of games and X amount of days. And of course, these some of these these players are part time. They're they're That's semi pros. Right. They've got work. They've got work mm. commitments that they've got to stick to as well, uh, which is their you know probably in most cases their main income. So yeah. you know how how can the league say right you've got to, and then this manager's looking at it and going, well he's not going to be available. He's not going to be available. He's not going to be available. And before they know it, they're down to the bare bones, probably putting you know, under under 18s mm-hmm. into a team. Well, and, and and there's importance to a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're for promotion battles, uh, playoff battles, relegation battles. And you you don't want to be without your best players. You don't. There was one, at least one team this season, midweek, has come to South Shields with only three substitutes. Mm. You know. Crazy. I saw it on social media tonight, Aldershot Town. I've got to play a league game the same night. As the Hampshire County Cup semi final. Yeah. As I say, that's exactly what happened to South Shields in the Durham Challenge Cup um, in 2018 when we had a playoff semi final, uh, uh, sorry, a playoff final against Warrington on the Saturday. And they insisted that the Durham Challenge Cup final was played on the Friday night. So we had the academy team playing on the Friday night. Um, it's did just you, not did- right. Did they it's win it, right. Chris? Did your academy team win the game? No, narrowly got beat off Sheldon. We were a better side, actually, but we narrowly lost. You know, they were just young kids, you know, yeah. playing against yeah. blokes. And, um... it's, probably, it's probably exactly what we're going to have to do. Obviously, yeah. you know, we, we, we're fortunate. We've got quite a big, you know, I think we've, you know, we've definitely got a 22-man squad, but we've got a few injuries at the moment. But... Beat Bud Buddy for the winner. Yeah, Darren Bud might have to put his boots back on. You know, it's thirty-six now, but <laughs> thirty-six, thirty-seven. But, I think you know, he might have to play. And yeah, these leagues in county FAs kind of wheeled. So, like, since when? When, when is the county FA saying their game is more important than a league game? Where's I don't that, get that. I literally where's do that not get that. From? Where's this suddenly come from? Is it is it because the the finals are going to be played at league or Premier League grounds and? There's a window that the Premier League ground is only available on X date. Yeah, but to be honest, Chris, if they turned around and said we can't play at the Amex anymore for the final and they have to play at Worthing, no one's going to care. Yeah. Or Lansing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the final is going to be played after the season finishes. Like last year, we had had a month, didn't we? Yeah, we had three weeks. It was three weeks. 
from you could tell. the last game of the season, we we, we were we were still hung over for those three weeks, I think. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I was just distracted that some naked flesh just walked past you, Chris. Yes, my son. <laughs> I hope it's your son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an open house. This house. Oh, that's all right. Then. That's all right. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, but you know, it's going to be played at the end of the season. One F say, right, okay, we understand this fixture congestion. Play the Tuesday yeah. after, yeah, and then, the, and then the finals probably the week after that, or even the week after mm. that. So I don't, I don't get what the, what the problem, yeah. what the problem is. And again, it comes to this thing that the people in charge of the game at non-league have got no thought or care about no. non non-league players. And we keep seeing it season after season after a season, and it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, and it pisses me Woo! off. Because it, not pisses me off, Pete. You're right. It they they've got a little bit of power, and they're using it to and to, to kind of wield an axe. And this is what we're going to do. This is my little thing. This is my cup competition, and my cup competition is more important than your competition. And then and that's where it's from. It's yeah, it's not not the science. No, it's perfect. I mean, these extensions that have been granted, some leagues have said, I think some, I think it was the Northern Premier said they won't, or one of the Northern Leagues said they're not going to extend them. Northern, Northern League. League said they're going to extend them. But do we think there needs to be better planning from the future to stop this happening? Because this is just going to come but, season after season. Yeah, James, there should be better planning. But at the same time, as, as we spoke about just before we, we started the recording tonight, um, Hastings who we are playing in the semi-finals this senior cup. Yeah. They waited uh two months and I, I I've seen the um the, the rules for this Sussex Senior Cup and it's probably the same for the other FAs. And it says on those sheets that this this time must be played by this date. So whether it's a Tuesday or Wednesday midweek or, or whatever, whatever. Hastings waited two months to find out who their opponents would be in the quarter final. And if you're saying to me those rules weren't changed to allow that to happen, then yeah, yeah. and and now they they won't change anything. It's like hold on a minute, hold on a minute. It's like also Durham Challenge Cup this year. South Shields had to play played a league game the same night as Durham Challenge Cup, and we sent the academy, and the academy got got beat again. You know, um, I mean, I think I think to be honest, it, we're going to have to play. Because as our chairman said, the focus is on the league to get to the playoffs. But obviously, the merit of the Sussex Cup, we want to win it. But I think yeah, we've won it. We've won it more times than yeah, anyone else. Now, but yeah. we're we're going to end up playing a week, well, not a weekend squad because they're not weak, <clears> but <throat> not our first team, first pick, and it's a day after, and it's going to be a committee. Result. And I think if we do lose the game, it's not really right because if we'd had a week in advance, we'd have put a proper team out and really gone for it because we want to get to the final. I mean, Hinch Hint was saying to me, he's got his son plays for Brighton. He could be playing his son or the way it stands, if Bogner beat Brighton, we could have a Bogner-worthy final, which would be brilliant. No, they'd sell, I'd reckon that lower bowl, the Amex would be sold out, Pete, don't you? Or at least half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know where our, our Sussex Senior Cup finals going, um, semi-final is? It's at Culver Road, Lansing. They've got yeah. like 150 seats and there's no, everything else is Uncovered, there's no stands. Um, it's flat all the way around. And Hastings are going to bring a good few because they're going to want to beat us because we're a league higher than them and they want to get into the final. And and obviously we we're going to be taking a few fans down there because it's just down the road for us. It's 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 nice and local. Um, but it's a stupid venue for a game of this magnitude, to be totally honest. Yeah. Mm. It's ridiculous, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. 
but hey hope. Who are we? What do we? What do we know? We're only fans. Football associations, eh? Where would we be without them? Um, A lot better off. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have football, but there we go. We wouldn't have Jack Pierce either. Hey. Um, We just do our own. We just do our own. own. The PNLP League. There we go. Um, (laughs) What? South Shields, Barnet, Worthing. Hastings. No, you'd get somebody from every club in every league on yeah. a panel and yeah. do it do it properly, not these people in blazers. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Pierce. Anyway, um, <laughs> we've got to touch on um, some relegations already because obviously the seasons are shaping up. It's still going to be all finalised very soon. Um, I read in the paper actually like yesterday that Tootin and Mitchell have been relegated to this lowest ever level. Um and their fans are absolutely slamming the board. Tony Cox, their chairman, has been absolutely slammed by fans with no ambition. Crazy to think Tootin and Mitchum, they've always been sort of a club with a nice ground and everything. They're now going to possibly be playing in a combined county. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Wow. wow. I didn't realise that. I mean, that's a, that's a yeah. big name for me. Yeah. You know, Tootin and Mitchum, huge name in non-league. Wow. The fans are slamming the board because it's been misrun for years and they finally succumbed. As you said, Chris, earlier, you know, you, you, you take your eye off the ball, you'd be down in Absolutely. those depths. Absolutely. I can't believe that. I, I didn't. I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're confirmed relegation. Um, wow. I think one of the ones that shot me as under touched on earlier when we were talking about Shields is Scunthorpe. As I said, yeah. 10 years ago, I was playing Scunthorpe as a Charlton fan in League One. Yeah. Well, that nine years ago when Jeff Thompson... Eight years ago, nine, sorry, eight years ago, there was nine leagues because Scunthorpe were going into the playoffs to go into the championship. It's crazy, isn't it? And South Shields were at the bottom of Northern League Division 2. And um, you move forward from 2015 to 2023. And um, we're going to play each other next season. Bizarre. That's mental. It's mental mm-hmm. to think. Yeah, but then I look at it, in fact, like the way you know, it's not happening this season, but Charlton are at mid-table League One. Two relegations, I could be playing them as Worthing fan in league in the in the non national league. It's it's just that's crazy, right. isn't it? As you look at you know, Portsmouth, another team that's big that's fallen from grace. You know, they all they were in League Two, they were some nearly at relegation zone at one stage of League Two. You know, they could have been playing non-league football. It's crazy. I mean, Torquay, for example, last year they're in the playoffs, in the playoff final. And yet mm. now they're literally struggling. I mean, they they bounced back for three two win this past weekend, but they're on a good run of form, yeah. Yeah, but they're right down the bottom. They've turned form yeah. at the right time. But can you imagine Torquay United possibly being a national south peak? It's it's crazy. The opportunity's yeah. possibly there. I mean, we look at our league last season, the Eastman Premier. All the relegations have been confirmed this past weekend with Bowers and Pitsy, Hearn Bay, which we didn't play, they were promoted last year. Uh, Corinthian Casuals and Brightling see all down. I mean, Brightling yeah, see are basically touching relegation for the past five years but you know they've always managed to get out of it yeah but battles and pits about, struggling yeah. yeah i was sad about the corinthians i like corinthian casuals got yeah good, i, I like i like that club yeah they were good they were don't like better. the ground don't like the ground hate that place <laughs> we like the club yeah um kingstonian <laughs> kingstonian was the chairman we didn't like wasn't it who had a bit of a go at me wasn't it when we were doing yeah, they, they, they just about escaped relegation i wonder if that's had something to do with it because corinthian casuals and kingstonian until last season shared a ground didn't they the kingstonian share of tootem now don't tooting don't they? yeah 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 so they they, they changed so i'm wondering with Corinthians being relegated, whether it's it's sort of been um it might money. yeah they might have had to adjust their finances because obviously getting no money from Kingstonian for the ground share, 
Um, I wonder if you know that might have had something to play to do with it. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Just throwing it yeah. out there. Yeah, if you look at Blythe Spartans, who are in National League North relegation zone, you know Blythe historically are a massive non-league club. They were in the relegation zone when COVID hit, so they were lucky there. They were struggling the following season when the gate that season was kind of stopped. Um, and finally, it looks like they might might this time fall through the trapdoor. And mm. reading a lot of um, posts from their fans, again, it's just poor management off the field, I think. Um, it would be a shame for us if Blythe go down because it's a, it means that we we cross over each other. It would have been a great chance to have another local derby, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah it's, and it's really tight down at the bottom of the National League North with... Um, Farsley, Blythe, Leamington, Farsley. Um, it's it, it's really tight down there. Well, it's like you look at for. King Kings Ling and Fylde are all up for like getting that automatic promotion into the national league. Like Fylde yeah. have got a game in hand over Kings Ling and they're on one point behind. So you know it it's it's an exciting end to the season. And by the next episode, it we'll is. have some very exciting. And you know that's what we like as football fans. We've all got our own clubs, but you like to see a bit of a run in. I mean. I used to love those super Sundays, you know, the last day of the season of Premier League where there's so much on the line. You don't seem to get them anymore. But, you know, now I look at it and I think, you know, National League, non-league, there's some very important games coming up. And by this time, in two weeks' time, where a lot more will have come to fruition. Pete, we may be in the playoffs. We may be in the Sussex Senior Cup final. We may not be. We may be knackered. We may have had a few injuries. Whatever happens, but it's why we love non-league. Yeah, it could just fizzle out for us, couldn't it? Do. Yeah, hopefully not. Sure. Hopefully not. But guys, um, it's about time to start wrapping up another good yeah. um episode. We've caught up a lot. A lot of stuff has happened in the past few weeks. Um, any last minute shout outs or throws, Pete, Chris? You normally have a little bit. No, I'm okay. Nothing for me. Yeah, nothing for me really. Just uh, congratulate all the promoted teams. Congratulations to the relegated teams, and hope they come back stronger. And and um, we'll see everybody in the national league next season. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's looking, Pete, we're going to have Maidstone as a new ground we never got to. Did you go to that game in the Cup in the end of replay or not? Where? Maidstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's a new ground for me. Obviously, I missed that because uh, the, well, was... fi- the, the yeah. Cup fixture was related. But they've got money behind them. Um, they were so lucky to beat us that day as well. Yo- Yeovil Town is looking likely and it's going to be so weird to go to Huish Park as a, a worthy fan when I've been there as a Charlton fan in League One like a few years ago. It's crazy. Torquay United, right now, as it sounds, it's going to be between them all the shot, Maidenhead. You know, I think, I think Torquay, I think I'm going to say here, I think Torquay are going to start. I think they've, they've won 400, 400 bounce. Yeah, would you say? For, for would the you same say... time. But then you've got Gateshead, who have been on a fantastic run and they've yeah. made themselves virtually safe now. Dorking have been on a fantastic run and made themselves virtually safe. Um, yeah. It's going to be Maidenhead know, on all the shot or York, basically, by the looks of it. <laughs> And there's a bit of yeah. internal stuff at York, which isn't great. Though. I think Yeovil have gone, I think. Have gone. I think there's four teams playing for York, Maidenhead, Audrey Shot and Torquay. It's one of those. But I don't think Torquay are going to go down. I'm going to say it here now. I wouldn't mind an away game to Torquay. It'd be quite fun. No, I wouldn't mind it. Nice but then, but then if Yeovil and Torquay go down, there's apparently going to be some more movements if like teams don't go up. Like Oxford United, oh, sorry, Oxford City are saying they're probably going to be put into National North Posse. So, Chris, you might be going to Oxford next season. Yeah, um, Oxford, Kidderminster, Hereford, Gloucester. Um, yeah. The list goes on. 
Yeah. So maybe we could have a meeting at some um motorway services in the Midlands. <laughs> I don't know why you across. We'll we'll wave at you from across the mid county border, but it's weird. But um guys, a great episode. Um thank you for listening. Sorry, it's been a little bit lapsed the last few weeks, but um we are back. We'll be here for another couple of episodes. We got obviously the running the season, we got the playoffs, we'll probably see two or three episodes for our little summer break. And of course we'll bring you some summer specials this year with some um yeah, names in and if league. and if if Worthy make the playoffs, if I could ask all Chris, he's running around naked. Chris South Shields listeners to come and join me because I don't know how he gets a thousand people. <laughs> I need to know the secret. It's because it. it's because you kicked me off the radio, Pete. You used to get at least two hundred when I was on the radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Maybe I'll have to come and make an appearance, and I'll just double your listening figures, Pete. But anyway, um... we had we had listeners from Ireland, from Paphos, Canada. United States. Oh, we haven't had um, Greece yet. We haven't had Greece yet. We used to have Australia had before the Callum Keeney buggered off to Dorham. Um, Portugal, haven't. Spain. They still all, tune in. Yeah. Um, all from the Middle East. Just an, an expats or people on holiday or... Yeah, yeah. One of, our, one of our most loyal listeners, he's from v- Vermont, US. Lives in Brilliant. Vermont, USA. You know, so... Yeah. Well, Pete, Fantastic. I've already spoken to our chairman and we're definitely having a rebel yell board at the side of the pitch next season, so don't you worry. It'll be on the side of the pitch next season. It might get a few more listeners. <laughs> the casual fine. fans. Casual fans. But anyway, thank you for listening, guys. At the PNLP on social media. What's that? Um, sorry, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Facebook. Give us a drop us a line if you like to share. Share our podcast. You know, we've got fans out where we know and we had some great feedback regarding our PNLP live. There will be another one coming soon. Um, hopefully we can get Chris down. Or maybe we have to not maybe South Shields will have to host one and we'll have to go up north. Well we Bonnie and I are going live next Tuesday. So I saw that. That. that that should be good fun. Is it live is it live on air live or is it recorded as no, live then? We'll, we'll record it as a as a yeah. podcast. It'll be live for those yeah. in the building. So and send um, it out live, yeah, later on. But yeah. We'll sort something out. We'll have lots of like ideas over the summer anyway to how to grow the PNLP. But yeah, please do share it. If you do like it, do listen. Do pass it on to one or two people. So look, if you like non-league, listen to this podcast. Thanks to our sponsor. Uh, thanks to our, well, say sponsors, but thanks to the people that have got our signs up beside the pitch. We've got Horsham as a sponsor of a player. Littlehampton have got our banner at the side of the pitch. Met Police got an advert in the side of in their programme. So thank you very much for that. It does help. It does mean a lot. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. And... Um, for those that are hoping for playoffs and hoping for promotion, good luck. Those that are sadly relegated, commiserations. And I guess from all of us, we could say that those famous lines, stay safe, be seeing you. <laughs>